Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Toby, 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 Toby. <laughs> what a great weekend of rugby, can I just say that for a start? Yes, some good entertaining stuff. And two in a row for us. We're back two weeks in a row. People will start to wonder. I know. We must be getting ill. <laughs> Don't yep. even start, mate. It's I've COVID. Had, I've had fake COVID and then I've had stomach ache. <laughs> you know, I've had it all. I've had the squits. You know. <laughs> I think it's you gave me good. the squits. Because <laughs> we kissed too much. <laughs> Hang on, what was that? Do you want to say that again? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> What was that, Toast? Uh, moving straight on. <laughs> uh, mate, we've got a message from our one of our listeners. Yes, John. Picked up with something. Well, I'm not sure whether it really is John. What's but his I'm last gonna, name? I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> last name. In last week's podcast, you mentioned that you could not work out why Bowden Barrett was such a poor kicker when he was good with the rest of his body. Please tell me more. John Longstick from Westworld. I've looked up, mate. There is no such thing as Westworld. Is there there is a program called Westworld. Oh, is there? And no one's name is John Longstick. Ah. So who's the funny bugger who said that? Well, I don't know, but all I've got to say is... Is it you sending yourself an email? I wish it was. I wish I was that humorous. (laughs) All I've got to say is, we weren't meaning... With that part of his body, I think that's what John is trying to oh. allude to. Oh, uh, funny guy! But I'm sure he is also talented in that area as well. Oh wow! Just like yourself. <laughs> Back on <in> the day. <laughs> oh, dreadful, mate! We're going over dreadful. to breaking news, which is kindly sponsored by or kindly supported by yeah. Super XV Rugby website. Yeah. You can get Brilliant. all your Super Rugby needs. Brilliant. Although Super Rugby's not on at the moment. Doesn't matter. No, you're right. You can still get You can still get news about it, though, Mate, can't hey, you? Listen, you know, is transfers. Su- is Super Rugby on? No. Are we a Super Rugby podcast? Not super only. Rugby. Not only not super, super Rugby. We are. Super. Yes. Rugby. Yep. Podcast. Correct. Correct. Right. <clears throat> uh Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news, yes. What's your first story, mate? Uh, my s- first story is um, the rugby championship team of the tournament. Yeah, I thought this was very, very interesting. This very. came from Rugby Pass, uh, I believe. This came from Rugby Pass, yeah, I think so. Do you want to list their team of the tournament? Uh, Stephen Kitsoff from the Springboks. So one going down. Uh, up, sorry. Yeah, I can't complain with that. No. Great prop. Yep, good. Uh, Montoya, Julia Montoya. A little bit surprised by yes, that. Yes, so am I. I reckon that's the token gesture Argentinian. Do you think? I think so. Okay. Um, Taniala Tupo. Definitely. Got to be. He's in my Got team. Got to be. He's in my Super 12 team. <laughs> uh, yeah, go yeah. Uh, Brody Retallick. Love it. He's yeah. been amazing for the All Blacks. Um, Dejaga. Luke Diega. Um, Diega? Yeah, well, like, yeah. Lude. Lude, Lude Diego. Diego, yeah. Springboks. Yeah. yeah. 
little bit surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, so am I. But he has been good, and he's a heavy unit. He's just big, isn't he? Very big. Uh, Rob Valentini. Brilliant. He's been brilliant for Australia. I think he's been playing at eight for Australia. So yeah, I'm surprised so. to see him at six. Yeah, but when you look at who's playing at eight for this team. Well, but Artie Sevilla. I think Artie would be a great six. And he, yeah, but they, he's yeah, a good okay. eight. He, it gives him room to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. free his hands. And we've seen him score some fantastic tries. Mate, number seven, Pooper Scooper. Pooper Scooper. Michael Hooper. Michael Hooper. Got to get him in there. He's been exceptional yeah, as well, hasn't he? he's been class. And you would have him as captain? I would, uh, yeah. I'd have him as captain, yeah. Over Artie? Yes. So Artie's at More eight. Ex- Artie's at eight. Michael at seven as the captain. Yes. More experience, I think. Um, Do you know what? His face just has experience stitched all over it. The amount of I so you know, much the amount of punishment like, doesn't he his, his brow his brow is like five times the size proper of like was. caveman brow <laughs> eh proper caveman brow <laughs> righto proper uh, boxer's brow right yeah. just unbelievable just being split at every opportunity <laughs> uh, Nick White at nine oh I thought this was a little bit odd. But I have Who would can't you have gone I know, for? I, listen, I can't, I can't complain, complain in the last four games. He was exceptional. Yeah. Before that, I thought Tate McDermott did a great job. I think Tate was the better of the Aussies, like you say, up until that point. Yes. Aaron Smith? Yeah, but he's, didn't not, really be, he's play, not been though, played. So you he can't, hasn't played at all, has he? Yeah, that's what I mean. You can't pick him. No, it's the mate, mate. I know, but it's no, no, no. He did. Champion. He played the two first two <gasps> Wallabies games. You're right. Yeah. So shake was that out. in the rugby championship though? Yes. I don't think it was. It was in the Bledisloe Cup, wasn't it? That's part of the. It was part of no, the. Oh, rug- one isn't or two isn't. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he might have played one game in the rugby championship. Okay. Okay. Right. But that was hell of a game. <laughs> hell of a <laughs> game. Bloody well. Hell of a player. <laughs> what about um, what's his name from the Springboks? Yeah, fat now. Fifth clerk. He had a. Fantastic. Do, 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 do. We we written them off last we week. We absolutely them off slagged last week. them off. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all. <laughs> he listened to the podcast. He yeah. said, "I'm going to stuff you two <laughs> lads. You're going to learn to sound stupid <laughs> next so week." So we're going to get one less listener this week. <laughs> one more, mate. One, one less more. mush. No, no, he's listening to here. No, not this week because we slagged him off last no, week. No, he's gone and played hard out. <laughs> he wants, so to, know got, how, he so wants he, to know his stats. He's, he's asked his mum to listen in too. Oh, my gosh. Quade Cooper at 10. I thought this was a really interesting call, and I tried to come up with who would I have other than him, and it wouldn't be well, – would it be – would it be Bodie? I don't know if it I would I think be. I would play Bodie over Quaid, but as a kicking oh, yeah, team. Yeah, sorry, I would. I would. I would play Bowden Barrett over Quaid Cooper, but this is the rugby championship, sort of, you know, how they played. And I think he was instrumental in the Wallabies' wins. Great word as well, instrumental. Yeah. So I'm going to say I would pick Brody. Brody? Uh, Brody, Bowden, Bodie, Bodie. Yeah, um, I'd pick Bro- um, Brody again. Bowden, Bowden. Yeah, but but I I can't really argue because he's been and his goal kicking's been excellent. Yeah, been fantastic. The only thing I would say is when we get down to number fifteen, he's a goal kicker. So yes. I still would go Bowden. Yeah, at ten. Yeah, but not going to complain. No, uh, Rico Yuani at eleven, which I thought was a bit interesting. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I can't complain that he's in there. No. But are there better 11s out there? I think he played really well on the weekend. Wow, did he? I'm not sure. I anyway, really I, I agree. I wouldn't have picked him, but then I'm struggling to think who else definitely played mm. better than him. Karevi at 12? Karevi at 12, unquestionable. As we mentioned last week, best player in the world right now. Correct. Um... And then you're going to have to... Len? Len Ikitao? Ikitao, yeah. Now, what I would say about this, I find this That's a bizarre choice because if you think about it, you've got 9, 10, 12, and 13 all Aussie. Yeah. I know the South African 
group haven't played particularly um, attractive rugby, but Am, as a 13, is head and shoulders above Ikita. And he's a good-looking bloke too, isn't he? Which one? Am? Yeah. Is he? Isn't he? Isn't he? Or am I thinking no, about the you're 12? talking David Dearlande. Yeah, I am. Damien, not David. <laughs> what I'll a rubbish my... name. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> Only problem is it's spelled with an A, I believe. Oh. Uh, then we've got Andrew Callaway. Yeah, Andrew oh, Callaway. Seven so, tries in the rugby championship. Yeah. Well, he scored nearest, a hat trick, didn't he? The nearest is three. So you've got seven tries or three. Wow. And he has played unbelievable rugby. He's finished off, but he's also scored some some beauties. He reminds me of like an a little Irish winger, or a little Welsh winger. You know, he, <laughs> is it <we>, normally? <laughs> is no, no. But listen, 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 listen. The Wallabies normally just... <laughs> have big, powerful wingers, it's don't they? It's because he's a ninja, right? No, but you've, you've basically seen he's like a Scottish. No, I didn't say Scottish. I didn't say Scottish. You did. I said Irish. You said Irish, Welsh. Scottish. No, I didn't say Scottish. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. So I basically, because he's a white boy yes. with ginger ninja, no. he can't be from New Zealand, Australia, South Africa. South Africa. But that's the thing, you know, unfortunate, well, fortunately, <laughs> not <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately but there's, for him, there's two he's gingers in this team. There's two <laughs> gingers in this team. There are. Oh, Stephen Kitzhoff is a ginger. <laughs> Oh, he's a proper gigger. Yeah, he's a proper gigger. What about Finlay Christie? Get him in at night. Proper diverse. Do you, yeah. know, you know when they... Um, Far out. When they would like, would you like your hair to be this colour red or this colour red? You, you wouldn't pick Stephen Kitzhoff's. <laughs> that's proper like... That's proper like deep carrot, eh? It's like really bright red and then really pale skin. Oh, he's a proper, proper redhead. But the thing is, is that... He's a he's a very small winger, and I was trying he's to. Not, he's not that small compared to what the Australians normally have. Corin Bette, strong and powerful. Name, yeah, Corin Bette. It sounds like he's from Yorkshire. You know, Wendell Sailor. <laughs> <laughs> you think about Wendell Sailor. You know, he's big. Yeah, they don't normally have small wingers. Do no, they? no. And then at fullback, we've got Geordie Barrett. Hang on. I don't think you're giving Geordie Barrett the credit that he deserves, mate. Geordie Barrett. That's Can it. I just say that they're that's saying it. that Geordie Barrett is world class. They've used the words world class. Eye-catching. Eye-catching. Heroic. <laughs> <laughs> How many disgusting There's words do they use? Some, some superlative. Some superlative. Heroics against the Springboks. With his first and his eye-catching follow-up display. I mean, you've got to say he did play well again on the weekend. He kicked well again on the weekend. And the one thing I'd like about Geordie Barrett is he, he we love to hate him. And he I can't put a finger in, on it. Forced into, uh, forced to step into a leadership role and add a, a variety of strings to his bow. <laughs> it's making me ill. He was good, mate. I he can't. He was can't. good. Yeah. You put, um, yeah. put something down the bottom. Oh, have I? SA were not. Oh no, that's 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 for another. Is yeah, that for another? Um, yeah. I can say that after if we discuss the point. Okay, I've got a great one okay. for you. Okay. <laughs> mate, I'm slurring the words for no real real good reason. I loved this story. It is. Four players Eddie Jones blacklisted and never spoke to again. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. Okay, so number one, Zach Mercer. He's a number eight. He's actually the son of someone that we know. Hmm. Yep. And apparently he wasn't big enough. So he's just been chopped. That's the first one. Danny Kerr. Danny Kerr uh, apparently talked his mind. Never been spoken to again. Mike Brown. Guess what happened with Mike Brown? Spoke his mind. Wow. Never been seen again. Alex Good. Spoke his mind. <laughs> spoke his mind. Never been seen again. The only person that I know that's spoken their mind and got away with it is Joe Marler. 
Did Joe Marler speak Joe his Marler mind? Joe Marler apparently spoke his mind. Eddie sacked him off, binned him off, and then came pleading, hands on knees. Come on, Joe. Come back and play for England. Apparently. Wow. So there you go, mate. Didn't know that. Yeah. So um, we are looking at the fact that did I, have, had I, did I mention this last week about the fact that um, oh I did mention that there's been a, Eddie has sort of taken off all the experienced players or some of the experienced players and replaced them with some of the young guns yeah yes so Austin Healy's come out and said look you need to bin off Farrell I couldn't agree more music to my ears yep Although he's a really nice guy, apparently. Yeah, very good guy. Um, and replace him, which 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 worries me. Marcus Smith, beautiful player. I reckon he could be a bit of a Richie Moanga, you know. I'm going to go further and say Dan Carter. No. Yes. No, you can't say that. That's silly. Good goal kicker. Good. How old is Marcus Smith? Young. That doesn't help me. I reckon he is 22. 22, he's too old. He's not too old. He's too old already. He's not too old. I'm going to look it up. He is going to be a hell of a player if they do what they say they're going to do, which is to get shot of Farrell. And I don't mean shot of Farrell and playing in the centres. This is what they're saying. But for the short term, I don't think you can have Marcus Smith playing at 10 and Farrell playing at 12. It kind of needs needs a fresh sort of run at it. So he's saying, this is what he'd have, He'd have at nine. You're right. He's 22 years old. Yep. Dan Robson. At 10, Marcus Smith. At 12, Tuolangi. <gasps> at 13, Joe Marchant. 14, or 11, Johnny May. 14, Anthony Watson, your favourite outside backer in the world. No, and just 15, in England. 15, Freddie Stewart, which I haven't really heard much of, but he must be damn good. I would, I would definitely have in my team Redran. I can't even pronounce it. Redrana. Yeah, he was amazing. Semi. But I think no, 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 no. Uh, Newcastle Falcons winger. Oh, the guy I mentioned yeah. last week. I definitely have him in my team. Haven't seen too much Free Stewart. So there you go. Interesting, interesting story. Really about selection. Yeah. And steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. It is evil. Best. He is a bit evil, isn't he? I reckon when he retires from coaching England or steps down, there's going to be so many stories. Oh yeah, mate! Great television about Eddie Jones. It'll be fantastic, won't it? They're going to do another movie of it. Excellent. My last story is the Waterboy Gate, where we saw on the weekend the Waterboy challenging the referee, and the South African coach has come out and said. It was me. I made him challenge it. We got it wrong. And I, for a start, I thought, this is unbelievable. You know, the the South African coach is talking to the water boys. And I'm thinking, actually, what's wrong with that? If I was up there coaching, I'd be saying, go and challenge. It was blatantly a, a 50-22 or 20. But actually, when they look back at the tape, they, they realize they got it wrong and the officials got it right. There you go. But I just thought it was funny how people are making a big deal of it. But, you know, all of the coaches are, are linked up. Oh, They're they are, aren't they? all linked up to the water boys. Yeah. They get the water boys on to, to give the feedback to the players. That's just how it works. Yeah. No issues here. No. Mate, guess what's up next? Maybe there's just, a, going back to it, maybe there's a time and a place for it, though. And, you know, that's the thing with the, the difference between football and rugby. When there's a decision made in football, everyone goes mad. Yes. You know, run up to the referee, yelling, swearing, that sort of thing. In rugby, you take it on the chin. And I think maybe or if it was one of those... Or you take it on the, the, the eyebrow. Brow. Yeah. Maybe it was one of these situations where they just needed to take it on the chin. And, you know, if they had taken it on the chin, looked back at it, oh, actually, the officials were right. So we didn't... If we could say something, we didn't need to, you know. Yeah, I, I still, do. I think, I think this is almost. I know, I don't think it's a disgraceful incident. I just think it's not very respectful. No, I, I agree with that. 
but the way that rugby is being refereed now with the technology that you're using, they're asking for trouble because they can go back and look at it. The officials can go back and look at it. Yeah. And I, I think that then drives the coaches and the players to ask the question all the but, time. But because the thing at the water boy, or the, yeah, the water boy should have gone to the captain, Khaleesi, and gone, look, have a word with him and relayed the message on. You know, I don't think it's the water boy's job to be relaying a question or whatever it was to the referee. No, I agree. I agree with you. But my point is... No, I get your point, but it's a rubbish <laughs> point. So let's move on. No, no, no. no. What I'm going to say is I'm going to go back to my point that I've made in many, many different podcasts. Just get the referees to make the decision on the pitch. And if the players have got a problem with it, they can use one of their challenges. Yeah. It solves so many problems and it would make rugby faster, more enjoyable and more interesting. There's win, win, win. And the other one is the three strikes and you're off. I like that rule. We need to rule. get that on yeah, as I quick agree. as possible as well because you look at the game and you're looking at New Zealand and you're saying, how do they lose? Well, some of their players got uh, penalised five times in the game. It's too many. You know? Test rugby's far too many. Far too many. And it's such small margins. That's yeah. why the South African coach feels like he's got a challenge because it's so small margins winning and losing. And it was. It, and was. it was. It was three yeah. points. Yeah. Well, it's, it's no, the, it was overtime, two. isn't it? Two points. Yeah. A kick in, kick in, in overtime. Mate, it's time for the results from the Correct. weekend. I'm going to go through the premiership. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm going to start off. Leicester Tigers, a very narrow win against Saracens. Interesting game. Saracens' first game or second game back. Maybe third game back. Uh, after uh, their exile, second game back. Second game back, yeah. So there you go. Um, so that's great. Newcastle Falcons, another good win. 18 points to 14 over Wasps. Uh, Worcester Warriors were 23 to Gloucester's 31, so Worcester Warriors not looking good for them this year. Northampton Saints, another win. Apparently not playing great, but another win all the same. Uh, 23-21 to London Irish, and Bath lost to Bristol 25-20. All really close though, aren't they? Yeah, and all very good games. Yeah. Very, very good games. And what a shame that they haven't got a terrestrial TV partner. So now they don't do the highlights package on Channel 4 or 5, whatever it is over here. Is it just all on BT? It's all on BT. Right. And that sucks because that highlights package was great. Bath, not doing well at all. Let's have a look at the top four. It was Leicester at top. Northampton Saints, second, Harlequins, third, and Newcastle. What a game. Yeah. I tell you (laughs) what, mate. It's a proper game, that. Lent, we're going over to the, read it out. Can you see it there? Uh, The United Rugby Championship. (laughs) What a terrible name. Wow. It's like the Rugby Championship. Actually, we're all united. What a terrible name. You want to read those bad boys out? Yes. What did you just read out before then? I read out the... English Premiership. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, this is now yeah. what used to be called the Pro 14. Yes. Uh, Leinster beat the Dragons uh, seven points to six. One try in the Game match. of two halves. <laughs> Game of two halves, that. Seven nil, six nil. Uh, Munster beat the Stormers 34-18. This is interesting, isn't it? Because this is the South African Stormers. Yes. And yeah. if you look, they've not done very well. No, they haven't. Now, I know that they've got their international players, plus quite a few more because of the bubbles element to it. But this is not a good showing, is it? No. No. Uh, Osprey, uh, they beat the Cardiff Rugby uh, 18 points to 14. Ulster beat Zebra, uh, or Zebra, 30, 36-3. Wow. Thrashing. Uh, Gloss, oh, Glasgow. Sorry, Glasgow. Beat the Sharks, eh? Yeah, uh, no. 35-24. Um, Benetton? Where are they? Mate, Italy. 
Italian team, Benetton. Wow. Uh, they beat Edinburgh 28-27. Um, don't know how to... Kinetic? Connick. Oh, Connick. Yeah, mate. Wales? No, Ireland. Are they? Oh. Did you like that accent? It was terrible. <laughs> uh, 34-7. And then you got the Scarlets beating the Lions 36-13. So Munster, Ulster, Leinster um, are the top three. Do you want to read the bottom three? The bottom three, bottom four, are the Stormers, Zebra, Sharks, and the Bulls. So the Lions are in 11th place. Stormers in 13th, 15th the Sharks, and 16th the Bulls. Wow. I am very surprised, to say the least. Are the Zebras not? I think they're another Italian side. Oh. We're not going to normally cover this competition, but I no. thought it was interesting. That is interesting. Considering. Yeah, definitely. So what about the internationals, mate? Rugby championship. What a what a championship. South Africa, 31. New Zealand, 29. Australia, 32. A very dominant 32. Uh, Argentina scored two late tries to... Um, Give it some respect. A bit of respect there. 32-17. Uh, so New Zealand top with 25 points. Australia second, 18 points. South Africa third, 15 points. And with Nilpra, we've got no Argentina who have lost looked. six. That's been difficult. Sanchez has been injured. They've, they've uh, only scored 60 points. And they've just been away from home for such a long time. Yeah, Must be really difficult must be really difficult you know those Argentinian boys they put up with a lot don't they they put up with a lot the other thing is playing in super has its negatives for them which is you know it must be difficult playing for club and then playing with the same players and playing for country do you reckon that would be difficult I think it would be difficult yeah because it's just a you know, when you go and play international rugby, you must sort of enjoy playing with different players, getting different ideas. Sort of get away from the norm, don't yeah, you? You know, and it's something special. Whereas if you're playing super rugby and then literally the only difference is the top. The coach. Yeah. And the coach, yeah. It must be a little bit odd. Yeah. You're looking around the changing rooms thinking, well, this, these are the same guys I play in week in, week out. Yeah, we got beaten by Crusaders or something like that. Yeah, and then we're off to and go and play, play South Africa. So it must be difficult, but when we talk about that cohesion element, I think you're starting to see that cohesion element really taking effect. You know, New Zealand have... I mean, it's been difficult for them because they've only played... The top sides in the world, yeah. arguably. Yeah. South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia are are getting better and better. And last year they did okay. But, um, you know, it's a, it's another year down the line. Well, last year no they did rugby, loads better, didn't they? they no rugby us. in between, mm. you know. So, you know, they're just further behind the game line from now on. Mate, what caught your eye over the weekend? Um... So, it's it's not really what caught my eye, but it's what was said uh, before the All Blacks match. And what was said in the media and sort of the week before the game was that South Africa were the underdogs and they had a lot of pressure on them by their own media for losing, you know, sort of three in a row. Yeah, I mean, that that would be fair to say for any of those top sides. I think so. I think so, like put pressure. But I don't think they were necessarily the underdog. Going into the match? Yeah. I didn't I didn't feel like they were the underdog. No. I agree with that, yeah. And, you know, I felt like the All Blacks got away with one the previous week. 100% agree, yeah. You know, they stole that. And to be fair, we almost stole it again. Yeah, and, I mean, I've put something down here, but but continue. And, you know, that that's... And then after the game, it was like, shock win. And I don't think it was a shock oh, it win. definitely wasn't a shock you win. Know, I think, do you know what was a shock win? Was when we won the week 
before. I think so too. And I don't mean that as, oh, I was shocked they won. Yeah. But when you watch the match, you're like, we're getting absolutely thumped here. Yeah. And how we managed to stay in that game and then win it. The flip side of the coin is South Africa on the weekend didn't control the game as well as they had in the past. No. But played a more enjoyable game to watch. Well, maybe and maybe that's a, almost a good thing for the All Blacks. You know, they they didn't play well. And let's be honest, South Africa played really well and they deserved, to be fair, they deserved both wins. I think so, yeah. You know. And... New Zealand had their chances. At, and New Zealand had their chances. And at 79 and a half minutes, I'm not sure how the All Blacks lost it. The amount of times I've seen that happen where basically when they're trying to run down the clock like the All Blacks or whoever are doing at that time, yeah. the referees are so hot on that area. Yeah. And I think it's a little bit unfair because they haven't been as hot, you know, the whole way through yeah. the match. And we always say good refereeing is consistent refereeing. And what we see is they're consistent on the ruck, but then as soon as it gets to the end of the game, it's like, oh, you can't do that because no. we don't want you to just run the clock down. Yeah. But you're a bit like, well, maybe you should tell the players that in the last three minutes we're going to be really hard. Yeah. Maybe they do tell it, but we don't know, do we? No, we don't know. No, maybe the water boys know. Um, but yeah, I just found that interesting, you know, how, how it went from you know, almost slagging South Africa off in their own media and then going, oh my God, a, her- a heroic win, you know, as the underdogs, such a surprise. And you're like, well, actually, as an All Blacks supporter, I'm not that surprised that they won and they should have won the previous week. Yeah. So I just I, found I, it interesting. I'll tell you what, though. It's been the first time in a long time I was genuinely frothing before the first test yeah like i was like into oh it, eh? man this is gonna be massive and i remember all day i had to go and work so i couldn't watch it live and i couldn't wait to see it later on unfortunately on the weekend i was really ill <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't watch it till the sunday and i have to say did you know the score before you watched no, it i didn't but i have to say when we almost won it and lo- I was kind of relieved we lost it I know that might seem really weird but I just think it would be we got we, we would have got out of jail you know it was we hadn't played well for two weeks in a row we didn't really deserve to win for two weeks in a row and I think if we had a one two then it would have been oh the All Blacks are amazing and oh they've got no problems and you know we know that they do yeah. I, I just can't work out why others can't see it you know we're staring down the barrel of potentially getting beaten by Australia mm. next year than winning the Bleslow Cup because we still think what we're doing is, is going to be good enough. We're not We're not the innovative, innovative, yeah. innovative team like we used to, to be. be. Yeah, and that's, that's Fozzie for you, mate. I'm going to put it squarely on his shoulders. Fozzie out, but he's too late now. He's going to be yeah, there for the World gonna, Cup. Yeah, he's going to have to And we're going to underachieve in the World Cup. Well, it's a bit like Steady Eddie, I think. And to be fair, they haven't played any international matches yet, so we don't know what they're going to be like. But I've got a really good feeling that they're not going to be that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. When I, don't when know. I look at that I back line and I see Marcus I Smith, Tuolangi. Tuolangi's going to be injured, mate. He'll get injured yeah. one or two games in. Fingers crossed. It, no, but it always happens. Do you, you know, know what, He'll though? have a really good first game. And he'll be like, oh my gosh, he's back. And then he'll get injured three minutes into the second game. And it's like, oh, or in training. And then they do not have a replacement. They don't. They've got nothing else. No. A little bit like New Zealand. Correct. We're lacking in the midfield. That's for sure. Mate, this is a couple of things that I put down. That am pass. Number 13 for South Africa. What a pass behind his back. Under pressure. When they uh, had been slagged off for playing boring rugby. Yeah. Boomy gets the ball. Beautiful job. I mean, it was a class play to score their first try. It was a bit of a mistake by obviously New Zealand. But, you know, they took their chances. It was very, very impressive. Um, (laughs) After saying 
who the most <laughs> overrated players are. Ask me who the most underrated players who are. Who the most underrated players? It's a bit. And Faf They were both exceptional on the weekend. Yeah, they were. Um, it's a bit was... A man mountain. He was as good as a size on the weekend. He made my... When I was watching, he made one mistake. It was humble, humble pie watching him play on the weekend. He was a man possessed. Faf de Klerk, I think, had the game. You know, oh, what a game he Back played. Back to his best, really, he wasn't he? He played a good running game, a good passing game, a good kicking game. Mixed it all up. He made the perfect nine performance. Uh, I put down here, Edsbeth and Faf must have listened to the podcast and it took taking the revenge on us, mate. Uh, New Zealand lost the game that South Africa should have won. Now, I know they did win it, but what I'm trying to say is New Zealand lost that game. They had, yeah. they had it in their hands, and I'm kind of glad they did they had it they in their didn't ha- deserve no, it. No, but they had it in their hands twice. Yes. You know, if it wasn't for Geordie Barrett getting up and winning that ball back off the kickoff, yep. I, I don't think we would have had a chance at Getting best, the kick. Best fullback in the world at the moment. Yeah. Geordie Barrett. Oh, it hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm saying it behind tears. Yeah, he is at the moment. Um, no go forward in the midfield. We so rely on magic, and we saw some magic, didn't we? We saw that um, Artie Severe try oh, was wow. just absolutely beautiful. Bowden Barrett going through. So little I didn't offload. Actu- didn't actually see it. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I haven't seen it, but when I read it, when it popped up, it was like, you've. It, it, I think the sort of headline said, you you have to see it to believe it. It was awesome. It was so, so nice. But what was also really interesting there was um, Rico's run with the ball. He just absolutely banjoed a couple of guys. He's so then, fast, eh? And then gets this lovely offload off to Artie. And then Artie does this beautiful, like, swan dive. Over and he, he looks the, at the yeah, camera, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks he? at the camera, yeah. Uh, another one I thought was interesting was Cooper, Callaway, Karevi, O'Connor. So we're talking about James O'Connor. Uh, hopefully all the rest speak for themselves. These are all Dave Rennie choices. Yeah. So Callaway, nowhere near the Australian team selection for under other coaches. He makes the wider squad. He's so pleased to make the wider squad. Obviously, Dave Rennie has seen something in him and is like, yeah, give the ginger ninja a chance, a run out. And he's taken it with two hands and it's his spot now, isn't it? Quay it's Coop, his spot to lose. Quay Cooper, mate, couldn't even get a super rugby contract. Goes over to Japan. Boom, Dave Rennie. Let's get him back. Um, Karevi in Japan changes the rules to allow... Him to come back and play. Wow. Changes and how much of a difference has he made? Huge. And then O'Connor. O'Connor's come back. Maybe this wasn't anything to do with Dave, but he's come back from overseas to wanting to play for for Australia again. And now we're seeing... You've got has he o- been injured? He has been injured, yeah. Right. So, you know, you're seeing O'Connor, who's coming back into Would you force. play O'Connor at 15? Great. Because he's played there before. He has played there before. Or would you um, play him at 13? I think Banks is class at, at um, 15, so... Would you play I, him I at... would... You know, I'm not sure. I mean, Cooper's been awesome, but maybe... Is he, is he, is he one to come off the bench? It could be. Yeah, it could be. Because they're, they're talking about... What's his name coming back as well, eh? Who? Um, the real ugly one. Um, what? He's Austra- Australian? Yeah, Australian. Yeah, yeah. The uh, real ugly Curtly one. Curtly Beal. <gasps> yeah, Curtly. I've heard about yeah, this, eh? Yeah. Curtly Beal. Nah. No. Trouble way. Too many drinks in the bar. Nah. I reckon I reckon he's a bit like an O'Connor. O'Connor had far too many drinks in the bar. Yeah. He's left. He left. He's matured. And he's come back. And how good was he? Super rugby. Mate. Curtly Beale was like Kirtley a fine Beale. red wine. And he's Kirtley gone Beale. away, he's mature, matured, and he's come back. The only problem is... Correct. He's bought cheese with him, which is extra <laughs> mature, mate. <laughs> he's uh, he's still drinking the the wine. That's the problem, Curtly Beale. He's known he's, to partay. I think he is good. Oh, he's great. Very good player. And I tell you what, the, his legs move so fast. You know, he just changes direction. Yeah. He's, he's like... He's, like, <laughs> he's, he's class. 
It's good. He's got some hip action. He knows how to dance. Uh, my last point was Argentina not in super might knock them over forever. So, you know, without a strong competition to be part of for most of their players, them being um, sprinkled all over the world, I don't think... You could say that about South Africa. You could, but South Africa um, still have a strong domestic competition in the Curry Cup and in now the ultimate rugby championship yeah but the or ultimate the united, the united rugby championship yeah not good though um but it's, they're still playing in a strong competition with enough of them playing together for that cohesion element when it comes to world cups it's less important because you regather all your players and you have them for longer so you work on that cohesion yeah. but you want your 9 and 10 to be playing for the same team you want your your 10 and 12 potentially or your 12 and 13 you want that level of cohesion mm. happening, and you think the best players often play together for the the the, the same club. Yeah. You know, it might be your hooker and your nine. You know, working from the same. Do you know what I mean? Well, you think about nine and ten for France, correct? Yeah, so so that cohesion is really important. I think maybe not being part of that rugby championship yeah. is gonna hey, here's an really outside hold bet. back. Lamarpe. Gets residency in France, plays for France. He can't. Why not? He's already played for the All Blacks. <laughs> Damn it! I thought it was a fairy tale ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a fairy tale for us, would he? Imagine that. Hey, but, but I know of people. Ship. I know of people um, playing for the New Zealand Maldives and then playing for Ireland. Yeah, but New Zealand Maldives isn't classed as an international. Are they not? Nope. What are they classed as? They're so to play to 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 play uh, to qualify to play or to be not qualified. Yeah, you have to play for either the All Blacks, okay, or New Zealand A. Okay, if you oh, play for New Zealand that. A, yeah, then you can't. Then that's qualified. You've qualified for New Zealand and you've played for New Zealand, basically. Wow. If you play for the Sevens, yeah. I'm pretty sure if you play for the Sevens or you play for the Maldives or you play for any level lower than that, that's not a qualifying game. Okay. That's why a lot of these A teams don't exist anymore because players don't really want to nail their their, uh, mast, their flag to the mast and play. Just yet. Just yet. So I think they're even thinking about taking that off. You know, you wouldn't ruin your qualification if you went and played for New Zealand Day or, you know, the Saxons in England right. or, you know, yeah. Ireland Day or whatever. So interesting, mate. It's over to... Listeners' questions. Or do question. you want to read that question? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I first looked at this question, I... I just laugh for you know a solid couple of minutes, just giggling away and clapping to myself, saying, "What a good question!" Clapping to yourself, yeah. Well, Is that what you do? You read, yeah. you read, and you start <laughs> clapping to yourself. <laughs> Hi, boys. Can you help me with a problem? My son is rubbish, like proper rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> But he loves the game. That's what got me. Oh. The problem here is that although I am pleased that he loves the game as I do, but I have to go and see him on a weekly basis, and it hurts to say it's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Back in my day, I was a hell of a player. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. If I do say so nob, myself. Nob, get alert. <laughs> <laughs> and all my friends keep asking how Greg is doing. And I feel I have to lie and say that he is playing great. In all reality, he is shit <laughs> at best. And I can't see him improving anytime soon. <laughs> what shall I do? And this is an anonymous emailer. Love it. Uh, I, I tell you what, I love your third little point. Get a weekend job. (laughs) (laughs) 
You've ruined my point there. Oh, that's hilarious. So I've I've gone uh-huh. here. Okay, anonymous emailer. You're yeah. not even brave enough nah. to put your name, but you put you're brave enough to put your son's name, Greg. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been outed, but you haven't. Cheers, Greg. So if you've been down to the local rugby club, and uh, Greg's out there and he's absolute rubbish, and look at the dad. If he looks embarrassed, we can put the two and two together. I think you've got a couple of options here. You can either go down the traditional route and say, listen, son, I know you love the game. You go and play, right? And then what I'll do is I'll pick you up and we'll go and watch some rugby together. So you enjoy watching. He enjoys watching. Happy days. Second choice is get the lad eating some donuts. If he loves the game, he could be a front rower. Yes. No problems in, there. Get him in there. <laughs> Next one, which is probably the most serious one, is get him some extra sessions. If he loves the game, get a good coach. Get some skills in there to pay well, the bills, mate. Well, yeah, maybe not even that, but just get in the, in the backyard, passing a ball around, kicking a ball. No, you know, mate, no, 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 trust me. Getting trust those me. basics. You, Although, he, if he's he embarrassed doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to watch. He doesn't want to do the hard yard. He doesn't. Fair call. Fair call. It's not the hard yards, mate. It's like... <laughs> He would then be partly responsible <laughs> for his terrible technique. <laughs> uh, the next one is um, you just—he just needs to get a weekend job, and then he doesn't have to go on exactly. <laughs> that's right. Sorry, lad, I've got to go. And the last one, I thought this was quite good, and it leads on my question to you, mate, which is: look on the bright side. You'll be better than him for longer. Yeah. So you know, and that, and that. Uh, you know, in the backyard, when you play a bit of touch, you'll be making them feel like... You'll make your self-esteem through the the roof. roof. Still beat me, son. (laughs) He's absolutely rubbish. (laughs) But I still beat him. That sidestepping dummy takes every time. Oh, man. (laughs) No, he wouldn't take it because he wouldn't know what a dummy is. He'd be like, oh, oh," and then you'd run into him. Oh, good tackle, son. Well done. Well, I've got the shoulder in there. You didn't take that dummy, did you? (laughs) You didn't take that dummy from this dummy. And they'll be like, what? What's the dummy? So, mate, any, uh, any, what, what advice would you give? I reckon extra sessions, you know. But I also think you, during the week, just 10 minutes outside, just you and him, it's a bit of bonding time anyway. Passing, <laughs> kicking, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be like positional play or anything, but just get his hand-eye better, get his... Is kicking better, and it's a bit of father son time, I guess, or yeah. or mum son or brother son, whoever the emailer is. I say son, but you know, mother son, mother son. Yeah, honestly, all kids develop at different ages as exactly. well. Exactly, my son is way more skillful than I am, and he's way more skillful than he was three years ago. I mean, the lad. Has sort of grown into himself, yeah. but he'll also he'll also learn off his mates and other people in his team, mate. If he's that bad, so, he's probably got no mates. So get, Nigel, <laughs> Nigel, no mates. So get him, just get him playing, get him, you know, different teams, extra sessions. I just think it's just what the great thing here is is that when he does make a good tackle, that dad's going to be filled with pride, yeah. or mum's going to be filled with pride. So I'd say, look, if he loves it, that's the most important thing. If he loves it. That is winner, winner, chicken dinner. Because even when he stops playing, when he gets to about 18, he'll still want to go and watch it. Yeah, definitely. And he'll want to go and watch it with you. Yeah. And I think that, play the long game here. Keep him involved. Go and watch him. You know, bring banners, the works. Get over your embarrassment. Embrace it. Feed him some donuts. Get him in the front row. I think, yeah, I think you have to swallow your pride, eh? You know, it's going to be embarrassing. But it's only embarrassing... To you, you know, other people aren't going to look and go, oh, your son's rubbish. No, mate, they do. They probably do. <laughs> but the thing is, is, you know, get a, get some hot chips, go down oh, to the local rugby team, some watch the chips. first team, you know, talk them through, oh, you know, do you know, talk them, or talk to them about see positional that, see play. See that lad, see the lad catching that ball that you don't, you can't do. Just have a look at his technique. <laughs> hey, look at that lad sitting over there on the bench, that used to be me. <laughs> 
with the water boy tag My on. Was a, I was a <laughs> hell of a player. My <laughs> Good man. Good man. Well, email yeah, us. Compared to you, I'm yeah. still a hell of a player yeah. now. <laughs> Especially in the back garden. And will be. Uh, Mate, my yeah, question to up, you is what age did you alpha your dad? Um, yeah, sort of 15, 16 is when I grew and shot up, but I probably wasn't as strong as my father until I was probably 18. 17, I, 18. I reckon, like, when did you alpha him, though? When did you play and touch and sidestep him and, and get round him? Oh, no. I was probably 14, 15 yeah. then. Yeah, that's when the change of the guard happens, eh? And that's probably when I was far... I mean, my dad's a lot older than I am. Yeah. So he wasn't sort of in his prime, but I remember him, you know, easily beating me in anything, cricket, rugby, yeah, whatever, wrestling, whatever we'd do. Oh. Loved a good wrestle. It's the last one to go, though, the wrestle, isn't it? Yeah. Like my lad, he can beat me in football. Yeah. He's getting pretty close in the old uh, basketball stats, but he's not going to get anywhere near me in the wrestle. No, and that's because you're heavier. And also, oh, well, well, well. So much. I think you probably find it's just old man strength as well. And, <laughs> I, go, and I fight dirty. <laughs> I'm not afraid of nah. Stick some teeth marks in there <laughs> if needs be. Uh, yeah, I, 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 do you know what? I can't ever remember Alfring my dad. I had a bit too much respect for the man. Oh, really? Plus, he wasn't a rugby player no. or a cricketer. Mm. So, never had the chance, really, to alpha him. But I did... Have I alphaed my brothers? Don't think so. My my One of my brothers is unbelievably strong. Is he? Like, could have been world's strongest man type craziness. Unbelievable. So... But yeah, I don't think I've ever beaten my dad in a wrestle. He just stopped. Like he stopped as soon as I got yeah. big. Didn't he, wrestle he, with me oh, no more. He, Even he when I invited him, counted as uh, chickens before they hatched. Your question to me. Mate. My question: Have you ever been a goal kicker? I have. How did you know? I didn't know. That was why I asked the question. <laughs> the problem was I was a little bit like Bodie. Real good. I was either real good or absolutely. Terrible, right? Um, what position were you playing at the time? Fullback, right, or centres. So I never used. I used to kick every day after school. Did you? Used to love it. Just kick, 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 kick. Yeah. Uh, and then I literally kicked so much that I, my technique must have naturally improved. And I, I would genuinely a decent kicker. Yeah, but confidence, mate. Confidence, kicker. Oh, it's a big confidence time. game, yeah, eh? hugely. Um, and. I remember when I was younger, going down to the beach, finding some driftwood, putting it in, and making goalposts, and just standing opposite my brother, and just kicking back and forth off sand, off the tees. Oh yeah, the Easy, sand eh? tees. Yeah. Eh? Easy. Do you remember when they used to come out on buggies, zzz, drop the sand in like a little heap, and then the um, no on buggy. Oh yeah, yeah no, they did yeah. a remote control. Yeah. They had a little cup of sand, didn't they? Mate, and yeah. They used to get the cup. And they just put it on, yeah. and then you were thinking, yeah, go make a tea of that, mate. Yeah. Easy, eh? And if it fell over, it was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, buggy, I need your back. <laughs> yeah. More go sand, on, please. Mm. Yeah, those are the days, though. I was never a, a goal kicker. I remember in one game, I had to I had to drop kick a couple, just because we were too far ahead, so I was like, I'll drop kick it. I used to kick for touch. Well, yeah, yeah. I, could, I can imagine doing that. So I had quite a big toe when did I was you, playing. Did you go spiral? Nah. Just end, end over end. end. Yeah. End the spiral end. had gone out when you were playing. Uh, when I was playing, mate, spi- I it was, was all about spiral. All about the spiral. So it was when I was growing up as well, but I think I was too inconsistent with the spiral. Whereas I could either hit a spiral fantastically or it shot off right. And it was like, oh, no. And you, you wouldn't find touch or it'd go dead. Yeah. Um, I used to love the ones when you did a spiral, mate, and like it'd be spiraling. And then it would slowly change position and then, yeah. then curve out. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, that's a beauty. I meant that. Or if you kick the other way, she goes perfectly. You go, oh, it's going to be a boomer. <laughs> and then it turns out and it stays in play. And you're like, oh, meant that. <laughs> meant that. Yeah. Position. Keep the ball and play, Territory. boys. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe so gonna, I never kicked it goal. We're going to finish off with play of the week. 
What do you think was the play of the week? I know your one because yes. you, you spoke about it, but I think the play of the week was the South African turnover in the 79th and a half minute Yeah, to win them a penalty, which I was actually... They didn't kick it goal, which I was surprised at. It was a long way out. And I, if they had taken that, I would have been like, right, well, it's going to be a bloody good kick. So I've got, I, I think we might have won that because yes. it might have missed. Yes. But they've gone for the corner. corner. I'm like, oh, oh no. No, they've got, no, but they've also got, they could score a try and they're a lot closer to the post. So it could be penalty or a drop goal. Yes. So there were three opportunities there. Yeah. We didn't contest at all at the line out, which I think we should have done. Yeah, I, I kind of. They were w- quite a way they out. They were quite at a way out. Point, so the and mall, I, I agree with you. The mall, to be fair, was effective. They did use it effectively there, but I think to win the game and disrupt it, we needed to contest. Yeah, I agree with that. Because then, if we if they hadn't have taken it cleanly, it could have been a knock on. Um. And then it would have been game over. Um, it also could have meant that they wouldn't have been able to use their rolling more. Uh, or we would have won the ball. So I think that turnover was the well, was the winning of the game, really. I've actually told you the wrong one by mistake. Right. Because actually, I'm going to mention this. So there, it was down to two. First one was the New Zealanders, their try, Artis of their try, wonderful try. Brilliant skill level. But actually, that's not my play of the game. The other one was the AM, ball behind the back. What a pass and pressure. Wasn't my play of the week. The Aussies back um, line out to move with about five or six fake runners yeah. whipping around the corner to Karevi, scoring in the corner, or scoring you know just out from the yeah. corner, was some really innovative attacking rugby that I haven't seen from any team in the world for a very long time. And that's what Dave Rennie's doing to them, you know, he's innovative. He's, he's do you know becoming what he's, doing? he's becoming the all blacks coach that should have been. Yeah. He's pumping their tires up, right? And he's going, Go on boys, go and play. Yeah. You know, go and go and have some fun. You know, but, like fun moves. You're gonna do some fun moves, but you're still gonna kick the ball and you're gonna be tactically Nouse as well, as well as fling it and ying it. But that's, I'm sorry, but that's that's the experience of the back line. You yeah, know, it they is. You know, know when Cooper, to use, Karevi. they know when to use those moves, you yeah. know, and I think they did two or three when they scored from them. Yeah, it, it was just that lovely wrap around from yeah. the back from Fiengi, Fiengi, Um, Really, really impressive. And I think. It's really nice to see that back in world rugby. And that's what the All Blacks used to do. You know, we used to score so many tries off set piece. Yeah, set piece used to be our weapon. Yeah. You'd always be worried. Yes, but now it's... Whereas now we score no tries off set piece. the Australians have... Encapsulated us. Smashed it. Encapsulated us? Don't know, mate. You're Sounds using, good, mate. Sounds good. We'll go with that, eh? We'll go with that, mate. Hey, listen. Mm? I've enjoyed myself again. So have I. So have I. I, I'm surprised I've enjoyed myself, but <laughs> I have. Uh, as always, it's been a real, real pleasure entertaining the boys and girls at home. And please, if you'd like to support us, write us an email, drop us a question. Definitely. Be like Long Stick and Anonymous Call. In fact, I, I love that so much. Tell us your sob stories about rugby. That would be another good one. Write us a letter about the moments in rugby that you may be embarrassed about. Yeah. Like the time when you got your shorts taken right down and you're running around in the nude. Oh, was that you? It's happened to me, mate. Really? You know, you're going for that try, hand comes, rips both the mm. shorts and I bet the they undergarments. Were a beautiful set of buttocks though, right? weren't they? And down <laughs> I was down over the line, right? Over the line. Did I've you score scored it? I've scored, put the ball over the line, and then had to rejig down below. Have you ever put the ball over the wrong line and gone, right, I've scored? Oh, 
hundreds of times, mate. <laughs> Five meter mark, boom, yeah. I'm down. Uh, I'm down. I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing my dance. Oos, I'm oos, like, oos, I'm like knock a on. You're like what? No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like NFL slamming the ball. <laughs> Wrong line, mush. Hey, eh? <laughs> what? Oh, shocker. There's a kid I was refereeing on the weekend, and there's a kid uh, who ran down the sideline, foot just on the whitewash, scores a beautiful try in the corner. And everyone saw it. And I was like, oh, mate, ball's out. And I went to him, tell your mum you scored. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sorry, oh, you're I out. Yeah. Oh. All, all the mums liked it as well. They, they, had, a little, they had a little laugh. They had a little bit of a giggle. They had a little bit of a giggle, though. mate. Anyway, <laughs> until next week. Yes. Enjoy. See you later. <laughs> Podcast Network.